Yeah. They calling me controversial. I don't know why, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. They're indoctrinating kids with lies. It's just evil in disguise. They say that it's love, but they lie. They say that they're girls, but they're guys. Or they say they have no gender. From guy sports to girls with their winners. From now on, I identify as a ninja turtle. Where's Master Splinter? They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. Jesus was controversial. Paul was controversial. Elijah was controversial. Yeah, telling the truth is controversial. Welcome to the Map Buff Show. Great to have you on this special evening. I tell you what, we've got the smoking gun, and we called it on the show last night and the day before. And tomorrow night, Alan Dershowitz is going to be on here to talk about what the witch hunt in the heck is going on against Donald Trump. But it blew up in Alvin Bragg's face today. Check out thebuffshow.com for past shows, interviews, so much more. We've got a big show for you tonight, some special guests. Even a new presidential candidate you're going to want to meet. So that's going to be very interesting. And also, we got the breaking news from the Daily Caller, right? And uh, what we have, first, before we get into that, the Soros-funded DA Alvin Bragg was caught hiding nearly 6,000 pages of exploratory evidence from the New York grand jury in the case. The jury rose up today and said, what is going on here? We're not getting the information that we need. They cherry-picked, out of 300 emails, they cherry-picked six of them, six, without context, out of context, and said, here, go get Trump. Here you go, grand jury. Well, the grand jury and the DA's office were saying, look, we can't do what the DOJ said they couldn't do, the FBI couldn't do, and those agencies are both corrupt. They said, we can't do what they, they couldn't do. They don't want to be an embarrassment. And Alvin Bragg's like, but this is my legacy. This is what I do. This is uh, my job is to go get Trump. That's my job. That's what I have to do. Well, from the Daily Call, Daily Mail today exclusive, is this the smoking gun letter from Michael Cohen claiming Donald Trump did not reimburse him for hush money paid to porn stars filming a porn movie right now? Stormy Daniels appears to fly in the face of the star witness grand jury's text testimony. Bombshell document exclusively obtained by DailyMail.com could cripple prosecutors' pursuit of criminal charges against Trump. Oh, no. What are we going to do? We called it on the show. There will be no mugshot, no indictment, no perp walk, none of the stuff that the liberals want. They wanted to throw him in jail without bail. Even though, did you know that Stormy Daniels was the one that paid Donald Trump and went on TV and said, no, we never had an affair. They might have probably did, but whatever, because she went on a tour after that saying he did, but she lost a case where she had to pay 300 grand to Donald Trump. So if anybody paid anybody, it was Stormy Daniels to Donald Trump. And this, this exclusive bombshell article that came out from Daily Mail today shows the letter from 2018 that went to uh, let's see, this came from an attorney and went to the Federal Election Commission Office of Complaints Examination. It said, Dear Mr. Jordan, I'm writing behalf, and this is from Stephen Ryan. He was the attorney for Michael Cohen, okay? 
said, I'm writing on behalf of my client, Michael Cohen, in response to your letter dated January 30th, 2018. Specifically, this letter responds to the complaint number MUR7313, which was filed with the Federal Election Commission. Because remember, Bragg tried to put this from a misdemeanor up to a felony so he can get the charges done by saying it was an election it was election money being paid for this. So in a private, the letter continues, in a private transaction in 2016 before the U.S. presidential election, Mr. Cohen used his own personal funds to facilitate a payment of $130,000 to Miss Stephanie Clifford, a.k.a. Stormy, 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 Daniels, Daniels, Daniels. Neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was party to the transaction with Ms. Clifford and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. Case over. Barack Obama was fined for using campaign money. Hillary Clinton was fined. But you know what? Democrat politicians are completely above the law. With Trump, they're trying to find something, not find like what happened to Hillary Rodham Clinton. I mean, good, good Lord, look at the stuff Bill Clinton did in office. Look at the, he lied about having sex with an intern in the Oval Office. He lied about it. That was very damaging to the reputation of America. Hillary Clinton play, paid so much money and the DNC to a fake Russian dossier. They paid to a foreign adversary out of campaign funds to, out of money raised by Democrats, right? Democrat donors said, I'll give you 20 bucks here. I'll give you 50 bucks there. They used that to fund something fake, which led to the Mueller investigation, which cost all of us money. Real serious crimes and offenses happening there. Absolutely real serious ones. But no, we got to go fishing, like Letitia James said in New York. We got to go fishing for Trump. The phony phone call impeachment, the phone call with Ukraine, Ukraine, which is the complete money laundering scheme for Joe Biden's regime up there in Washington, and the business dealings that Joe Biden, why we, we talked about campaign finance laws with Barack Obama and, and also Hillary Clinton, right? But what we have to talk about is the Biden crime family is the worst of them all receipts, bank records from payments from China to buy access to Joe Biden. They got access during his vice presidency. Well, he collected for it after. Nobody ever asked Joe Biden, how'd you get so rich being a useless public servant your whole life? Where he, he said in the 70s, I'm dumb. I'll always be dumb. I mean, this Putin's puppet, he's Putin's puppet. He's Ukraine's puppet. He's China's puppet, the Russian oligarch's puppet, all these payments that went to the big guy. That's how he got rich. That's how he got it done. And now they're trying to go after Donald Trump, and he's going to be in a battle maybe with Ron DeSantis, but the Trump supporters are backing him thoroughly. This is just making him more popular. And uh, we'll have to see what happens. We got the campaign starting to heat up. The campaigns for president are starting to heat up. We got a new guy that's jumping in onto the show tonight. 
And uh, we're going to be talking to Dr. Roland Roberts soon after after we go to a break. But it's just it's just you guys have seen what's going on here. I mean, the way they shut down conservative talk, they were really upset that a bunch of Trump supporters didn't go up to New York and raise hell so they can call it a January 6th part two. Part part one wasn't that bad, except for the poor Trump supporters that died or were imprisoned. They wanted this to be a part two. And some Trump supporters went up there and they said, sorry, I wish there were more people here. But there was people like me saying, why go? Nothing's going to happen. This thing was supposed to happen today. This indictment, the indictment, which means we just want to bring you in for questioning. But this didn't happen today. We told you last night on the show that it wouldn't. And that's before we got the bombshell breaking news from Daily Mail right there. there. The target is you. The target is you guys out there. I hope you understand that because they want to take everything that you stand for. And there's Biden today blasting MAGA Republicans for wanting to hurt seniors. He didn't say it, but somebody writes his Twitter said it. Whoever writes that Twitter, Elon Musk, you need to go to Joe Biden's Twitter page and flag it for misinformation. I mean, all we heard about was misinformation. Lie after lie about MAGA Republicans. Their biggest threat is you. And MAGA Republicans, that does include Ron DeSantis, by the way, the conservative action star in Florida who goes after woke school boards, who actually fired a Soros-funded DA. He fired him, took a lot of flack for it. MAGA isn't entitled to just one person. It's people that want to make America great, people that believe in the Constitution, and people that want to see the rule of law, want to see a secure and closed border. I mean, the Biden Twitter account really went out there and said that Republicans don't want border security. I mean, these guys are nuts. They say all these things. They say they want to rob seniors. They want no border security. They want to defund police. They take all our talking points because what they do is they craft a bill that has a whole bunch of liberal crap in it. And then they put a small percentage of a few police departments that they're going to fund or a few border agents that they're going to add. They put all that together in one in one bill, but the most of the bill is a bunch of crap that's going to bankrupt the country. And then the Republicans say, we're not going to pass that. No way. Oh, well, then you want to defund the police. I mean, we're not stupid. We see right through that crap. Joe Biden's walking around. And why haven't the Republican House brought impeachment against Joe Biden for a myriad of things, let alone the business, the, the Biden crime family, but the open border crisis, which is killing Americans and allowing illegals in here, they're doing that on purpose. Impeach. The Afghanistan debacle, where 13 U.S. soldiers were killed, didn't have to be done that way. It was a disaster. Goodbye. Nobody's been even held accountable for that, right? Pete, not, not Millie, not any of them. Not one person was held accountable to that. They don't hold anybody accountable. The drag queen that was stealing luggage, they had to let him go because he got arrested for stealing luggage. They had to let him go. But Pete Buttigieg, who's completely destroyed the supply chain in this country, who is completely, and the Ohio problem is still there with the train derailment, they give that no attention. That's not our problem. That's a local problem. They're all going after Northern 
And then that's a north that's a that's a problem with the railroad. Pete Buttigieg with his disasters, everything he's touched, he couldn't even fix a pothole in South Bend. And here he goes. But I tell you what, it's just it's just remarkable. The two-tiered justice system in this country is worse than you think. Because with the Trump situation in New York, there was literally nothing there. They fabricated, just like they fabricate everything with the Biden press conferences, got to read names, got to put up a set production behind you. And by the way, where's John Fetterman? Where the hell is he? Did he die? Where's John Fetterman? Where could he be? Where could he possibly be? But they put it all in an organized way to the grand jury to show him just a little bit to try to get him. Well, the grand jury's not buying it. This thing's going to blow up. And now the big rally in Waco, Texas is going to make Trump even more popular. Trump called their bluff when he said, I'm going to be arrested on Tuesday, right? Yesterday, they were scrambling to try to make that happen. And they couldn't. He called their bluff and they couldn't deliver. And we called it on the Matt Buff Show. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My Pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My Pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of My Pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a My Pillow or not, you need to get the brand new My Pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show.
Welcome back to the Map Off Show. Great to have you rolling along with us. We were just talking about how every, everything's fake, right? <laughs> with the Biden regime, fake sets, fake kids listening to NASA, fake dossiers from Russia. Also, we had fake protesters up in New York City pretending to be Trump supporters. This is breaking news today. Fake Trump supporters at Manhattan protests are identified as an actor and an anarchist, possibly an Antifa member. And this is by an independent journalist, 100% fed up reports in a post on his true social media platform over the weekend. President Trump asked his supporters to protest. Protesting in this country is completely legal to do. Something that you have the right to do. And as long as you're not burning down churches, killing people in the street, destroying businesses, looting, rioting, breaking glass, all the stuff that Antifa and Black Lives Matter do, as long as you're not doing that, the protest is completely fine. So what happened was many Trump supporters believe it was a mistake for President Trump to call on his supporters to protest as they feared many would be set up by fake Trump supporters who were actually undercover FBI agents or informants or even members of Antifa. Remember, that was the only reason. They didn't mind the protest because they believed what was happening was wrong, but they didn't want another January 6th that was riddled with FBI agents, Antifa members, and fake Trump supporters. The radical anarchist group Antifa has been known to create violence at protests, making it appear as though the group who organized the event were actually the ones responsible. In Manhattan during yesterday's protest in support of President Trump, independent reporter Rebecca Brandon did an incredible job of uncovering the fake Trump supporters. We have the tape. We have the video for you. Uh. <laughs> they pretended to be there to protest Trump's impeding arrest by radical Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. Bragg had barricades placed all around the Manhattan courthouse in New York City in an, in an attempt to give the false impression that they needed to protect themselves from Trump supporters. We talked about that on Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. They wanted a January 6th. That's what they wanted. But instead, preparing, yeah, there was a... Uh, Tweet, preparing for tomorrow, NYPD has mobilized 700 riot police. 700 riot police and have erected steel barricades around the Manhattan courthouse. Man, with crime rising at the incredible rate it is because of Alvin Bragg in New York City, we could use those 700 police officers to actually do good. But that's okay. While we're trying to get Trump, you can go out there and shoplift and do whatever the hell you want to because we're going to downgrade your sentences. That's what we're going to do. One of the protesters who really stood out in the crowd was dressed as the infamous QAnon shaman who was recently sentenced to four years of prison for walking around the White House or walking around the Capitol under very close supervision of the Capitol Police, by the way. Two of the likely very fake Trump supporters called out the QAnon shaman lookalike, suggesting he was an undercover federal agent and asked him to prove he wasn't wearing a wire. The quote-unquote QAnon shaman male obliged the two black uh, black male, neither who of, who of them were wearing any Trump gear, to indicate they were Trump supporters and took off his clothes from the waist up to prove he wasn't wired. 
Oh boy, let's check out the video. This whole thing. Brandon, the, the purveyor of the video and the article, tweeted out about the anarchist tattoo and anarchist tattoo she noticed on the neck of the quote unquote Trump supporter who asked the QAnon shaman to prove he wasn't aware and aware. All these guys were in it together. He joined in jumping and cheering with the crowd of actual Trump supporters, she retorted, but then something caught her eye. I noticed a circle, a tattoo, the classic symbol prominently associated with Antifa and anarchists, the A with the circle around it, right? He knew I noticed and put his hoodie up to hide it. Oops, and just like that, when Brandon noticed the Antichrist neck tat, he quickly hit it by put, pulling up his hoodie. Oh, let's check out the video. Let's see if you can spot the fakes along with me here. Yeah. This is my friend of mine. You're a plant right now. I'm not wearing a wire. You want to see? You want to see? The Antifa guy. These other people are cheering him on. All right. There's a manly shirt. That's a manly shirt right there. All right. You want to see? That's a wire. Come on, wire. I'm wire. Yeah. 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 So how's that? Doesn't look like Trump supporters to me. And she noticed that absolutely fake outfit. Also directly behind me, she said, Rebecca, the author, said, is a well-known New York City-based left-wing agitator, Walter Masterson, who's known to dress up as a Trump supporter. I've received several tips indicating he very well may, may have hired this shaman since he's known for creating spectacles and shock videos for mainstream medium, media. So they're trying to get these guys all ginned up and say, you know what? We are Trump supporters. We're out there and making ourselves look crazy because we're Trump supporters, where the actual Trump supporters were across the way praying. Trump's leading a night of prayer, by the way. They were actually saying, we don't want to see this country fall into the hands of the banana republic engineers that are out there. We don't want to see this crap. And I tell you what, this whole thing is a sham. Fake kids at NASA with Kamala Harris. They weren't they were real kids, but they were actors. You want to see the moon? You can see the moon, and the kids were like, oh my God. They were paid to be there because real kids don't want to sit with Kamala Harris. The fake sets behind Joe Biden, the fake windows with a beautiful view when it's actually raining outside. You've seen that. The teleprompter 
is running the country right now. Whoever's writing that, the little Marxist. And now you got fake Trump supporters that are doing the same thing they tried to do in January 6th. But a lot of us said, we know nothing's going to happen. There's no need to go, but we're fighting the good fight from wherever we are. And sometimes you just need to pray. Unbelievable. Okay, we're going to take a break on the Matt Buff Show. We got some great special guests coming up. So stay with us. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Call the number on your screen today. It's a free call. Let's discuss the specials at sat123.com. Well, we just got a couple of these left now, Matt, but this is the... uh... These are the Hughes uh, Began units, 9202s. This little unit here, you can see how portable it is. It's very lightweight. This will give you internet connection speeds approaching what you get at home uh, anywhere in the world. So in California, right, we've got all these people who've been without internet, without power, without phone service. This little unit right here will take care of that because not only can it give you high-speed internet connection when you point it at the sky, uh, but it also kicks out a Wi-Fi uh, hotspot so you can actually use your cell phone to make a call or to surf the web through this uh, device. Even when the cell towers are down, even when everything is down, you're going to be able to stay connected. So that keeps you safe and it keeps your business running as well, Matt. And look, these units normally cost around $4,000. Uh, what we've got left here, the few we've got left are today are just $600 with activation. And that's $139 a month for two years. That gives you 100 megabytes a month of uh, connection speed to uh, whether it's surf the web, send messages, make calls, whatever it is. Uh, but that is a huge saving, man. It also comes with this large Faraday bag here. So that's a hell of a deal we've got for you. It's at 123.com. Everybody check out sat123.com or call 941-841-0844. Are you a public employee? Tired of paying union dues when inflation and gas prices are out of control? Opt out today and keep your money. Over 100,000 American workers already have, and you can too. Visit optouttoday.com to learn more. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. Welcome back to the Map Up Show. It is great to have you with us rolling along. You know, on Monday, we played the uh, very cool video of the guy who lived in a duplex and came outside to see Anthony Fauci and Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., walking door to door trying to sell the vaccine. We'll pay you to take the vaccine. And this guy wasn't having it at all. Check out Monday's show to see that video. You know, Dr. Fauci goes back a long ways, even to the AIDS epidemic. And there's a lot of questions about what went on back then and what went on in 2020 as well. When did biomedical fear take over this country? Well, COVID wasn't the first time. Let's go over to our special guest on the Matt Buff Show, Rebecca Colshaw on the show. Great to have you, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay, sounds good. A um, little bit of delay in your um, in your feed there, but that's okay. 
but uh, it'll settle. It'll settle down. So it's great to have you. Thanks for joining us on the live show. It's just really important that everybody. Uh, Skyhorse uh, publishes publishing has just been killing it. This is another uh, great book. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said, "Colshaw's book is vital." The book is the real AIDS epidemic, how the tragic HIV mistake threatens us all. Rebecca, what happened here? Um, well, let me just give you a little bit of an update because there's been some very interesting developments with this book. Um, it's coming out next Tuesday, March 28th, and there has been a petition um, signed by 30 AIDS activist organizations and 70 individual AIDS activists demanding that um, Simon & Schuster does not, to, to not publish my book. Um, the wow. petition made Publishers Weekly, they asked that Simon & Schuster immediately end plans for distribution of the book, that Simon & Schuster reassess other future releases to ensure that other books won't assist similar to, and that Simon & Schuster create a public health working group to assure community members that this will not happen again. So right out of the bat, this book is being sent or attempted to be being censored and it hasn't even been released yet. They haven't read it. They don't know what they're censoring. So they, they're censoring it because they think it's going to be a threat to what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, attempting to censor it, I'm not sure that it's going to work out. Um, there are a lot of things that um, some of these people and organizations probably don't want you to know. And um, these 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 things are manifold. Um, they they don't want you to know about all of the um, times in the past when patients were not given informed consent um, and it goes back to AZT in the late 80s. Um, I grew up in the 70s and so when I was a child and an adolescent, AIDS was a very big thing. You can probably remember this yourself. Um, uh, and late in the late 80s, AIDS activists were really, really clamoring for AZT because they needed some treatment, any treatment. Um, if you want to read more about AZT and get into it further, you could look at Celia Farber's book, which is coming out tomorrow, Serious Adverse Events. It's also in The Real Anthony Fauci and in John Lauritsen's work. But basically what happened was that they set up these clinical trials and after 16 weeks, they just cut them off because they thought that the results were so good that they could not ethically withhold the drug from people uh, with AIDS. And there was also a great amount of political pressure, a lot of AIDS activist pressure. When you think back to the early days of AIDS activism, it was basically AZT activism. Well, that ended up being a complete disaster. Hundreds of thousands of people were killed by AZT. There were clinical trials involving children in an orphanage in New York City that were basically forced AZT and similar nucleoside analog drugs. Without their consent, obviously, they were children. Um, Sometimes they had to be held down and force fed the drugs. And if they weren't able to do that, they would have a gastric tube inserted. So that was Liam, the late investigative reporter, Liam Schaff, he covered that. And the BBC made a book about, uh, not a book, sorry, a movie about it called Guinea Pig Kids. Unfortunately, AZT was not the first time that they've done this. And furthermore, they, the early halting of the clinical trials set a precedent 
for stopping other clinical trials early. This has happened ever since in AIDS medicine, and we can see that it happened most recently with Operation Warp Speed and the rushed rollout of the COVID vaccines. This is just remarkable. I mean, talk about the all-time greatest class class action lawsuit that could be have. I remember, I was younger, but I remember that they were talking about the difference between AIDS and HIV. And that was a big Mm -hmm. marketing campaign that they had. So you're dissembling that too. Well, it's interesting, and I'd like to get back to the class action lawsuit quick uh, in, in just a moment because it's important because there's one happening right now, and I'd really like to talk about that. But sure. at the beginning of AIDS, you might remember in March of March of 1984, Bob Gallo and Margaret Heckler called a press conference, and they announced to the world that we have found the cause of AIDS. They had not published any literature at all in in any journals at that point. And when they did publish the studies that supposedly supported this, they were very underwhelming. We all know that correlation does not imply causation, but what they did was they took a very poor correlation. Less than half of Gallo's original AIDS cohort had any trace of HIV-related genetic material, and um, there were no controls. So that should have been that should have ended it at that point. But the train rolled on. Also, when they were originally looking at what came to be known as the human immunodeficiency virus, it was known as HTLB3, human T lymphotropic virus number three. And in a big clever marketing move, they renamed it human immunodeficiency virus, cementing in the minds of the public what this virus was supposed to be capable of. But it turns out that there's actually quite a lot of evidence that HIV is neither the necessary nor the sufficient cause of AIDS. So the 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 monkey in Africa's theory, that's what they put out there, right? They did. And here's another interesting anomaly. The number of HIV positive people in the United States has been constant at about 0.3% of the population since testing began in the mid-80s when they first started um, screening the blood supply for antibodies HIV as well as screening military recruits it was found that HIV was everywhere present in the United States and it has not increased, which is in contrast to AIDS. AIDS increased very quickly in the early 80s and by the early 90s, it was already dropping. This was before the advent of multi-drug therapy. So the drugs could not have possibly had anything to do with that. Um, It's interesting to think that you could have this contagious virus that was everywhere present at the beginning of AIDS, and then it just stopped spreading entirely. So either it's not contagious or it has nothing to do with HIV and it was around for a very long time. If it was around for a very long time, why didn't AIDS show up until 1980 or so? Now, that's an excellent point. If it was around for so long, what was the point? Yeah, I'm just saying that's that's an excellent point. If it was around long before they started making movies about it, right? It started doing comedy specials and and fundraisers and quilting. We got quilting to do before all that. Then where did the AIDS part come from? Well, AIDS, I mean, AIDS is interesting uh, because I have been called an AIDS denialist many times. That is the epithet that they like to throw at me when they can't think of anything else to say. 
I'm not denying AIDS. I think that the real AIDS epidemic, which is why the book was renamed the real AIDS epidemic, it was originally um, published in part um, in 2007 as a book called Science Sold Out. The new version is expanded with a great deal of new material, but I really wanted to shine a light on the fact that coming back to what I said before, HIV is neither necessary nor sufficient for AIDS. When I say it's not sufficient, I mean it cannot cause AIDS by itself. When I say it's not necessary, I mean that there are quite a large number of people in the United States and throughout the world who have AIDS-like immunodeficiencies and absolutely no trace of HIV antibody positivity. I would argue that the real AIDS epidemic is probably quite a bit bigger than what is known as HIV AIDS. And so you have to kind of look at things from from that lens. If non-HIV AIDS is a real thing, then what's causing it? Because it can't be HIV. And when I talk about non-HIV AIDS, I can give you a couple of examples of some conditions that would qualify as that. Um, probably the most well-known would be chronic fatigue syndrome it to affect at least a million Americans. And it's unfortunately named. And I don't think it's a mistake. You know, they named HIV, human immunodeficiency virus, to make it sound very scary. And chronic fatigue syndrome, oh, it doesn't sound that debilitating. Well, in fact, uh, it, it is quite debilitating. There are many immunological abnormalities associated with it. And, you know, I think there was some language trickery happening there. And some other HIV immunodeficiencies would include possibly long COVID um, and lupus, Lyme disease, the list goes on. But what, I, what I'm arguing is that we're doing a great disservice both to people who are unlucky enough to have been diagnosed HIV antibody positive and put on toxic drugs for a lifetime. And we're also doing a great disservice to the people that are suffering from immune deficiencies that have basically been gaslit into believing that they're not really sick. Oh, wow, that is remarkable. Two last questions for you. One, when they were pinning people down and doing all these trials and everything, that sounded an awful lot like the Tuskegee Airmen syphilis trials that they were doing. The black population in the 1980s, people forget, feared that this was happening to them. And then I definitely don't want you to forget about the class, class action lawsuit, but can you address both those things for us? Well, let me talk to you about the class action lawsuit. It's actually a number of lawsuits. There's a drug called Truvada, um, and it's used both to treat HIV and ostensibly to prevent it. And by prevention, I'm talking about something called pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP. You've probably seen the ads, step up, PrEP up. This yeah. may help you, you know, um, decrease your chances of getting HIV through sex. Um, these drugs, or this drug, Truvada, is the same class of drug as AZT. It is a DNA chain terminator. They're referred to in the literature as nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitors. Um, DNA chain terminators, they terminate cell synth synthesis, so they stop cells from growing. You can imagine that if you're on a medication like this for any length of time, you're going to have some severe health problems. The Truvada lawsuit is, um, there's a class action lawsuit, 23,000 plaintiffs against Gilead Pharmaceuticals for um, the fact that patients were not given informed consent that these drugs could cause bone loss and kidney damage. Um, I can give you some examples of, of some patients um, th that have had this happen to them. 
just a couple, you can get these, it, there's, and there's individual lawsuits as well. They're all linked on my Substack. Um, Vanessa began Truvada in 2004. By 2009, her hip, her hip pain was so severe that she had to use a wheelchair. She had two hip replacements in 2011. The second surgery resulted in complications that required a blood transfusion. Uh, that's just one example. Christopher P, he filed his suit in July, 2018. He was 26 when he started Truvada. By 30, he needed both hips replaced. And my concern is that the, the whole holy grail of HIV treatment is just viral suppression, whatever that means. And sorry, my cat just jumped up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and basically the goal is to be retained in care on these toxic drugs for a lifetime while your, li your, your livers or liver or kidneys fail, your teeth fall out, but you're told that it's a good thing because you're undetectable. And to me, that is an egregious denial of informed consent to patients. People have a right to know of, about the side effects of these drugs. And especially if you're going to be on them for your lifetime, you know, PrEP is it, it, it's a, a just a trap to have people prescribe these extremely expensive drugs. You're supposed to take them because it's supposed to prevent HIV, which if you look at the clinical trial literature, it's not a very, they don't have a very stellar record. And then if you do happen to seroconvert on these drugs, well, then they put more, you on more AIDS drugs for the rest of your life. And these are not cheap. No, they're not, but that's, that's just horrific uh, responses to something that should have been treatable. But once again, it's just like COVID. They don't want to show you, they don't want to show you the real treatments. They don't want to because there's no money in it. Is it is that what it's well, really about the mummy? The money? Well that's certainly um that's certainly a factor. I think that there's um a, a lot of behavior control involved. We certainly have seen over the past three years the ability of public health bureaucrats to weaponize a virus, to turn people against each other, and to feel like other people are unsafe. And that really got going in a major way in AIDS. You know, lockdown culture kind of started with AIDS. If you if you were around in the 80s when this happened, you can probably remember people were scared of hugging or using water fountains, or even using public restrooms. And, you know, it made people terrified of intimacy and terrified of human contact. And that playbook has been used again in COVID, as we all know. Remarkable. The book comes out when, Rebecca? March 28th, next Tuesday. And next I would like Tuesday. to also... Um, direct your viewers to my Substack because there's a ton of good information. I have links to the Truvada lawsuits, some of them anyways. It's RebeccaColshawSmith.Substack.com. Okay, we're going to make sure that your PR firm emails that over because we want to add that to the promos. We want everybody to uh, be able to click the links from TheBuffShow.com. So we'll get with your PR to get those over because we want all the links. We want people to get the book. When did you find out about Simon & Schuster getting this complaint and, and are they looking at it? Have they, have they given you any updates? Um, well, I was first aware that the petition was going to be circulated a few weeks ago. I didn't see the petition itself until... Um, Monday, I believe it was Monday. Um, I'm not sure how much traction they're going to get because I imagine the books have been distributed. They're, they've been printed. They're already they're already out. And you know, a lot of people don't are not happy with censorship anymore. These AIDS activists they claim to speak for the gay community and the black community, but they don't realize that 
both of those communities are extremely diverse and they should not have the final say over what you know these people are allowed to read people need to be able to see the book and decide for themselves rebecca we've had it up to here with censorship my bold head beyond that We've had it up to here with the censorship crap and people need to know the truth, even if it is something that happened 30 years ago, that's still happening today. You, those commercials, we still see those commercials, two gay black guys walking on the beach commercials. We've still seen it. Rebecca, thanks for yep, getting the And truth. I don't think it's a coincidence that they are shamelessly targeting both of those populations. I, one of my true beliefs about the HIV theory of AIDS is that it is fundamentally homophobic and racist and all you have to do is look at the ads and to see see who they target. Yeah. To you know, see that today. that is true. They were doing it then. They're doing the same thing with those ads today. You can see it. That's what they're doing. Keep up the great yes. work, Rebecca. We'll get the links out there. Go ahead. Last thought to you. Um, I just wanted to thank you again so much for having me on. I'm very sorry about the technical glitches. Um, that's probably my internet router. Don't worry about that because we got the message out there and we're going to post the links everywhere. We're going to put the show out there, this interview out there, and we're going to put a link to the book. We want people to see the truth and we're going to get it out there, Rebecca. So don't worry about that well, at thank all. Thank you so much. You okay, got it. Thank God you for bless having you. me on. You got it. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, sounds good. We'll be back on the Map Buff Show. What a, I mean, it's just amazing what you hear that the... Um, the truth isn't out there. Now we're all having it. You know, we talk about the real AIDS epi epidemic, and here comes the bad connection problems. <laughs> there you go. All right, we'll be back on the Matt Buff Show. We got a great special guest that wants happiness brought back and gratitude brought back. We're getting into our selfish society after this on the Matt Buff Show. It's time to convert and sell more with the best tools made for small, medium, and large businesses to grow online. With JJC Marketing Solutions, you can grow with do-it-yourself, easy website and funnel builder, or they will build it for you. More options at your fingertips with JJC Marketing Solutions. Not only do you get the best state-of-the-art website, but also comprehensive sales funnels, CRM tools, and powerful search engine optimization. No matter where you are, they can help you grow your business with affordable online marketing solutions. Get weekly reports, dashboard access, and full transparency to see how your keywords are growing. Start building your online presence today. JJCMarketingSolutions.com. That's JJCMarketingSolutions.com. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. 
Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Yes, I see what's going on out there. Rising crime rates, 2,300 children go missing daily in the United States alone, criminals out, no cash, bail, and theft at an all-time high. The police, they do a great job, but they can't be everywhere at once. I don't live in fear, but I will not be an easy target either. And I believe that every second matters. I protect myself, my loved ones, and my property with Red Defender products. They carry the best brands of self-defense products like Blackhawk, Elite Edge, Taser, and many others. I feel better knowing I'm protected when I go off jogging or out with the girls. It's better to have a stun gun and not use it than to need a stun gun and not have it. My kids have pull pin alarms on their backpacks, and we have home protection, chargers, and flashlights from Red Defender products. No great issues here. Do we go around living in fear? Absolutely not. Because we have taken steps to protect ourselves, we live with confidence. At reddefendersproducts.com, you can see bestsellers, free shipping options, and they serve all 50 states as well as American Samoa, Washington, D.C., Guam, Marshall Islands, Northern Marina Islands, Puerto Rico, and U.S. Virgin Islands. You don't have to live in fear, but you don't have to be an easy target either. Visit www.reddefenderproducts.com today. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you rolling along with us. Now, we were talking the other day uh, about the three-second attention span and the way people drive. We were just like, when did our society just become all about me, 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 me first? And it's just really weird. I mean, what happened to opening a door for somebody? You know, I, I've done that recently, and somebody said, my God, thank you. They're, they're like surprised that that happens. We've lost our ability to relate. So we got to go to somebody who can fix it. Kelly Brown, five-time best-selling author, is the go-to gratitude expert on thank you note etiquette, etiquette for adults and kids, lives in Los Angeles, and uses social media pr to promote the magic of gratitude and mindful forgiveness. New book. 100 ways to create mindful forgiveness. Look, there it is. She's holding it up. Kelly, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thank you much. Yay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yay. See, that's gratitude right there. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's all about trying to be, um, have that spirit of civility across your life, just as you were saying. So it, it touches us no matter what we say or what we do. So that's a lot of what my new book is about is, um, being mindful about um, how we interact with each other and how we forgive each other and how we can have that grace for all the things that happen. So thank you for having so, me. Yeah. I'm so glad you came on the show tonight to talk about this because we just talk about so many bad things that are happening and so many just lies, just out and out lies with no yeah. regard the mm -hmm. people's ability to lie has become a new level that is just unprecedented. You know, I think that um, in my world, I really try to stay focused on what I say and do, really. And when I have things that happen outside that affect our family, I really try to run down the research and make those decisions for myself, you know, so that I'm educated. 
Um, it's definitely difficult to forgive people when they're lying to your face. I have had a really hard time with that myself. And it's one of the impetuses of this book. My parents were in a very bad, um, the most, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it back here in Florida, but there was a, a terrible environmental disaster here in Los Angeles that was called the um, Alicia Canyon gas disaster. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes, it was the worst environmental disaster in the history of the United States. And um, that was extremely excruciating having people lie to me and ha trying to figure out um, what was actually going on and um, trusting my intuition. And then, you know, then what do you do when there's hundreds of people that are getting sick from with the same environmental cancer, right, from benzene? Um, so it was an excruciating journey. And then my daughter was injured. And like, how do you go on when someone creates uh, an egregious act towards you? Um, so it's just past lying. It's it's uh, cutting into your soul, right? It when, does. Yeah, when things happen like that, like we rely on, especially our our um, the 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 people that are in high places of authority to tell us the truth. So it was a really um, difficult thing to go through, and this book um, is really like my path of how I got through it without. Um, and picked myself up off the floor, literally. It was it was a wow. really, really difficult journey. So the way I designed this book was so that it is available for people of all religions, all you know, all faiths, all cultures, no matter where you come from. It encompasses forgiveness, um, like no matter who you are or what you do. If you're a celebrity, if you're you know, uh, just anyone, you know what I mean, anybody. Um, so yes, I hope I really gave people some tools that will help heal, heal their life. That's really my, let's talk, let's talk about some of those tools, how to apologize using the six O's. What oh are the O's? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to have to go th into the book here with you. Let's find out what page that's on. And, um, you are with me, you know, as I'm, as I'm flipping back through this, you know, the first chapter is on mindfulness, right? Right. The whole, my, my editor, Darcy Avani with HCI Books, um, she was so incredibly instrumental. And she said, Kelly, you know, you really have to define mindfulness for people because they really don't understand, you know, it's like a new term that's really coming into, into the forefront. And, um, you know, we, we were taught to just say, like in school, like, just just say you're sorry, okay? Just tell Johnny you're sorry and move on, get over it. But there's no spirit of intention there of remorse. And when you have that intention of feeling remorse, and that's what these six R's are about, you realize that you did something. You have remorse. You react in a, in a meaningful way because you want to heal the situation. You take responsibility for it. You then, um, if, if you can pay for the damage or you can create restitution, you do that. And then you move towards a resolution. And not everyone's going to forgive you, 
right? It's just it's just how people are. They want to hold a grudge, or they just can't they just can't find it in themselves to um, be there yet. And you have to have the grace to say, okay, I did those six R's. I I took my responsibility. I said I'm sorry in a meaningful way, and I have to move on in my life. I cannot allow this to. Um, to, I can't carry this with me for the rest of my life. I can't because then that makes us feel bad and insecure and forgiveness is for everyone. Truly. It really is. And you know, who are we to judge someone else? It's a personal journey. So there you go. That's very good. Now, what a great insight to the book. But you mentioned at the very top of the interview how the book draws on your own experience of healing from heartbreaking trauma. You explained that very well. It just gave me chills. Yeah. So right. this is your this is your life into this book. This is this is your soul you put into this. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, you know. As you say, like I had people that were being dishonest with me and not telling me the truth. And um, I had to now save my parents' lives. And I couldn't save my mom. My mom got uh, cancer from this gas disaster and I couldn't save her. And now I had to focus on her and my parents. And then my child was thrown from a horse and, and, and broke her neck, which it's, I shudder when I think about that. So it was all just, you know, people not being responsible. And um, now what? Now what? You know, now that I did everything I could possibly do, not just as a mother, but a, or a daughter, as a human being, but I now had to do the best that I could to make them feel better and um, solve the problem. So, yeah. It was tough, but the book, it focuses more on what I learned. So it's not like my personal story, but my personal perspective is in it. But like, it's not like, um, it's for, I, I, I wrote it specifically so everyone could read it. So it would apply to everyone. So it's more general for people to unlock forgiveness and gratitude for themselves. Yeah. Everyone that's who the book's for, but everyone has to try to embrace the power of forgiveness. Like I said, at the top, we're a me first society. Now mm -hmm. we have a short attention span and we're trying to get there faster than the person next to us. We're trying to drive selfishly walk selfishly. So how, do you have any advice for the people before they get the book? The book's on the way, right? And they want to say, I want to embrace the power of forgiveness. Any advice at all? Yes. I think that this is not a book you pick up and read cover to cover. Um, forgiveness is like a sacred thing. If, if I told you, okay, Matt, you gotta, you have to forgive that guy that was so mean to you in sixth grade that made you feel bad about yourself, okay? Forgive him, move on, get over it. And you're like, wait, what? You know, like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to um, do that. I, I, I'm still mad about it, what he said to me or how he pushed me down in the snow and stepped on my books or whatever. So what I've done is I've created like little capsules of knowledge, little gems of wisdom that 
can help you find your way. Questions and answers, little things you can work on. For example, I read this amazing book called The Book of Forgiving by Desmond Tutu and his daughter. And she actually, Mofu Tutu, gave me a endorsement on the cover of the book. So one of the exercises in their book, which I included in mine, is if you were to carry a stone and representing your your pain and suffering, your trauma, what happened to you or the lie you were told or something that you did, right? And I'm just going to pick up my mouse, right? So let's say you're carrying this stone. So carry a stone all day with you, right? And it represents that. Does anyone know you're carrying that stone? Does anyone know how your feelings that you feel bad about this thing that happened to you years ago? And, you know, at the end of the day, when you put it down, how do you feel? Do you feel better because you've, you, you're releasing it and letting it go? And more importantly, how does the stone feel? Does the stone even care that you've been carrying it all this time? So it's like being mindfully forgiving really is like, hey, wait a second. I'm carrying all this stuff that doesn't belong to me or I forgave that person or I you know, said I was sorry, and they, they, they don't want to move forward. I have to move on. I have to move forward because I have one life on this earth. So, you know, one of the other tools is our breath. We remember like when we were, when we were born, we're naked, right? And the first thing we do is breathe. The first thing we do. When you hear bad news, Matt, what happens to you? You lose your breath, right? You say, oh my gosh, you hear bad news on television or you hear like, you know, something terrible happened or whatever. You stop breathing. So when you become mindful, however you want, you, you want to, you want to call it, uh, it's being conscious. It's being, you know, oh, wait a second. Um, if I react like that and I say that to that person there, I'm going to hurt their feelings. Right. So it's, we're talking about being civil towards each other, having that level of civility. Um, it all goes back to our breath. Take a minute, take a deep breath before we respond on social media, before we do something that we're going to regret because our words carry so much weight, right? Our words are weapons, however we use them. So there you go. Remarkable stuff. Kelly Brown on the Matt Buff Show, author of Mindful Forgiveness. One of the very few times where the author has just poured her soul. <laughs> and it's just phenomenal. I mean, you're, I believe you. Everything you just said, I believe you. <laughs> I hope that I've been able to touch your heart in a little bit. You have. With a bit, bit of magic there. Yeah. A bit of magic of gratitude. And we really appreciate you coming on the show. God bless you. And tell everybody how they can find the book, where they can get it. So the book is for sale on all book platforms, Barnes & Noble in the store, Simon & Schuster, Amazon. Um, they can follow, Everyone can follow me on Instagram. I would love that. It's Kelly Brown 6. Um, please buy it, support it. I would, it would be so amazing. I, it's really important to me. So... We'll, we'll put the link. You got a text right there. Every yeah. time a bell rings, <laughs> that right. means the interview's over. Life. You know what, Matt? That is the most important thing people should remember. 
it is a wonderful life. It certainly is. Well done. Kelly Thanks. Brown, that's with an E, guys. B-R-O-W-N-E. All right. So we're going to put the links on the buffshow.com. Kelly, God bless you. Have a great blessed week. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You got it. Sounds good. That will do it for this edition of the Matt Buff Show. Support all our guests and their books. All right. Support them all because they are bringing something that you just won't get from like mainstream media or the garbage that's on the internet. These people are pouring their heart and souls into this. So make sure you support them, get their material, support our sponsors too, our great sponsors of the show that makes all of this possible. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Alan Dershowitz on the Matt Buff show tomorrow night. Make sure you join us for that. We'll see you then. God bless you.